why are people always tired on Earth Day? They just sure, published every a day. report. Because uh, yeah. <laughs> they just finished up with a march. <laughs> oh, a <with> march. march. <laughs> <laughs> knock, knock. Who's, Who's there? there? Milliken.com. Milliken.com who? Milliken.com slash sustainability. For all your sustainability needs. <laughs> hey there, Team Milliken. We've talked a lot about net zero in the last few months, and we've set major goals based on it. And while net zero has become a central part of life at Milliken, it can still get a little confusing. So today we're gonna talk about net zero and what it means for each of us. I'm Betsy Sigma, and this is the Milliken for Everyone podcast. I'm joined today by Mari Lawrence, Vice President and Associate General Counsel, and Emily Skaggs, Milliken's Sustainability Marketing Lead. Welcome Mari and Emily. Hello. Hi. So glad to have you here on our second Milliken for Everyone podcast. So here's a question for you. What does net zero mean? What does it mean generally? And what does it mean specifically for Milliken? Emily says for me to take this one. Go for it, Mari. (laughs) So, um, okay, let's start with generally. It's hard. Let's just admit that. Like talking about net zero is hard and can mean different things to different people. But to try to simplify it, it's like a mathematical term, how we talk about emissions. So if you thought of Milliken as a house, everything in Milliken's operations as your house, there are emissions that come out of your house, and that's a number. And then we have neighbors on both sides of our house, our supply chain and our customers. They're emitting emissions. The goal of net zero, it's like a mathematical term to say, we want our emissions that come out of our house and our neighbors to one day get to a net zero. So first, we need to focus on reductions in our own house and then our neighbors. And then we won't actually get to zero, absolute zero. There will always be likely some emissions. So we need to remove the rest, remove them through new technologies, through planting forests, so that we get to a net zero number. So net zero is a mathematical term. It does have a timing component. There's a rush to do it by mid-century. But ultimately, it's just a way to talk about getting to that net zero number, hopefully by 2050. And Mari, when you talk about emissions, tell me exactly what you mean. Pretend like I've never sat in on a sustainability workshop or webinar. What are we talking about with emissions? Okay, so everything that we do creates emissions that can be invisible or transparent that you can see that go into the atmosphere. But one of the examples that you most often see is a coal plant, the burning of fossil fuels. And they release uh, greenhouse gases. There's a variety of different greenhouse gases and they create um, gases that are emitted into the atmosphere and they warm the atmosphere. But they're created uh, through the production of materials. They're created through the use of our products. Emissions are created through how we get rid of the end of life of our products. So many things and what Milliken does even outside our house creates emissions. So these greenhouse gases that are emitted out into the atmosphere and then lead to a warming atmosphere. Got it. Okay, so that's sort of the general upshot of net zero. What does net zero mean for Milliken? Well, first, you know, I think if you have questions, one podcast may not solve it. So reach out. There are lots of resources. But to give it a shot in 30 seconds, what it means for Milligan is that we're actually doing what we say we're, the world is doing. When the world says net zero, Milligan aligned with integrity and transparency to mean 
what people in their genuine sense mean by net zero. There's no tricks or carve-outs or footnotes to Millikan's net zero targets. So we're using the integrity and ethics we're so proud of. It's something to be very proud of. It also means that it's a mindset shift. It's something that we need to adopt and figure out. Like we need everyone, whether you're in sales or finance or R&D or marketing, to figure out what it means for you. And it means different things, but we all need to work together, the winning as one concept, to meet these goals that we've now set for 2030. Um, Emily, I'm going to shift over to you for a second. I'd love to hear just from your perspective, because sometimes I think it takes multiple voices to sort of break it down. Mm -hmm. If you were describing net zero and what we're doing on our journey to net zero um, to somebody at your kid's basketball game who's never heard of uh, Milliken, never heard of um, this journey at all, how would you how would you talk about net zero? Um, I always start by saying, it. in my mind, it's just the right thing to do. Uh, it's about, in the simplest terms, creating a healthy future for my kids. And it's about keeping our business going for another 155 years. Um, it's a good business decision. And, um, you know, it really aligns with our values. That's perfect. Um, you segued perfectly into my next question, <laughs> which I'll open up. Anybody can jump in. Why is this so important for our business? Recently, I have a friend who's been sitting in on interviews for candidates. And when he asks the candidates, why do you want to work for Milliken? One of the first things that they say is, you know, your sustainability goals, your sustainability initiatives. And it really shows that Milliken is actually doing what they're saying they're going to do. And so just from a talent attraction and retention perspective, I think that's highly important to our business. Mari? Yeah, I agree. There are many reasons. We start to understand what's important to our businesses by listening. Mm -hmm. And first, we listen to Millican Associates, Team Millican. And it's not just in one part of the world or one part of our business, but everyone. And there's not the same term necessarily. Some people may talk about carbon. Some may talk about circularity. Some may talk about the new version of safety and quality being these environmental metrics and the combination with our social metrics. So number one, we start by listening to you, those listening to the podcast. And then we also assess regulations. Regulations are changing quickly around the world. It's not just Europe. It's not just the United States. Asia also has net zero targets and regulations. So there's external pressures. And then we listen to our customers, of course, but we have key customers who are not only asking, but telling us in order for them to continue to buy our products, we need these targets and we need to meet them and we need to join them on their sustainability journey. So it's important to our businesses for all those reasons, our people, our customers, our regulators, and continuing to listen to what's going on in the world around us. I also think another way to think about it is that we use data at Milliken to inform our decisions. You can look at dollars and cents, We've looked at and are very proud of looking at safety metrics. We're proud of the ethics metrics we, we track. We're proud of MPS. This is the next version of competing in today and the future economy, having metrics and data for sustainability. So we're preparing ourselves not just for today, but for competing into the future. So speaking of data, uh, at the time that this podcast is going out to our associates, we will have just released 
our 2022 sustainability report. How does that fit into the net zero discussion and maybe even the sustainability journey at large? Mari just touched on it a little bit, but this report is going to be the beginning of our journey into what it looks like beyond 2025. So all of our sustainability goals, our 12 goals in people, product, and planet get us to 2025, but net zero gets us to 2030 and 2050. Um, and so we really get um, kind of peek behind the curtain and see you know, where we're headed um, in goal setting uh, in the future. Yeah, and I'd add, you know, look at the report. Like, figure out a way to access it if you don't know how to get to it. We want you to. So you can go to the internet or the external website. But open the report and see if you can figure out for yourself what it means for you and where you are at Milligan. There really should be something for everyone in that report. There's art. There's stories. There's human connection and emotion. And there are tons and tons and tons of data and scorecards. And what's important about that is our commitment to transparency and letting others know exactly where we stand. We're learning lessons. Some are wins and some are things like, oh, we can do that better and we share that openly. And also we're getting better every year. And by better, I mean, if you compare, this is our fifth report. It's hard to believe, but our fifth report. If you compare the first report to this report, Everyone should celebrate how far we've come, and you can start to see just how far we can go in another five years. Based on the pure volume, take um, volunteering. The volume of volunteering stories and heartfelt connections in this year's report as compared to our first report, it's phenomenal. So it's sort of, we don't know what we can achieve until we set the goal, start sharing it, working as one team, and go for it. And we do, we do so much, and the report is one way to benchmark that. One of the things that I love so much about the way we talk about sustainability at Millican is that it's so much more than just any one thing. And you both um, mentioned a little bit of this in your previous response. I care a whole lot about um, the environment. I care a lot about our path to net zero. But at the heart of things, I am primarily a people person. I am driven by the effect that um, our actions have on the people around us and the things that we're doing um, to really rally our people around a common purpose. You are leading our second annual now sustainability summit on June 15th, I think, where you'll gather um, Millican Associates globally to talk about sustainability. What's the plan for the Sustainability Summit? And will you be giving us some more education on how we can contribute to these efforts? Yeah, the Sustainability Summit, um, you know, it's it's two hours long. It's a global hybrid event. Anyone at Millican is invited to attend. And uh, the purpose is really, you know, to be sort of a launch pad into a series of education opportunities that will happen throughout the summer. So we can't tell you everything there is to know about sustainability in two hours, and we wouldn't want to even try. So um, after the summit, you know, a big call to action is to say to those who attended, please sign up for these additional trainings, these additional education opportunities so that they can continue to learn more about sustainability in, in more, you know, specific ways, like more about, um, you know, our specific goals or more about net zero or, you know, more about safety, whatever the topics will be, um, they'll, they'll start to drill down into the sustainability strategy throughout the course of two months after the summit. That's fantastic. 
I love it. And everybody's invited. Everyone's invited. (laughs) And I, um, just real quickly, first, if anyone still with us on the podcast, they can, they can send us ideas. I mean, we, this is it, this is to engage and be together as one team Millican. So if there's something you want at the sustainability summit, let us know. Second, we promise surprises. Last year, people who came, we opened with a meditation from David Smart. We promise additional surprises. So we want you to come. We also commit to at least we will talk about how are we making progress on some of these goals? Like, how can I walk away at least understanding, okay, we understand we're proud, but, but why? What did we do? But we also will look to the future. So we're committed on how are we doing to 2025? And let's talk about the future in those two hours. And with surprises, last year we also had pictures of families and songs, a Spotify list and meditation. This year we're working on some new things too. So we really hope everyone engages. And I think we should definitely re-release the Spotify playlist uh, alongside this podcast. That was a great one. Uh, to me, that's one of the most important things about a summit is finding a way to, to bring us all together. So really, the burning question for me is, will there be a new playlist this year? Emily? I can say I will make one for you, Beth. Yay! <laughs> Thank you. You heard it from the source. So if you have a a song request to play on the uh, Sustainability Summit playlist, Emily might kill me for offering this, but send it our way. We'll add it to the list. Always open for ideas. So (laughs) thank you for that. And uh, and whoever, I I, I listen to it often. And in fact, I listened to it this morning coming in and John Baptiste was playing and it's so good. I mean, really, the Millican team who submitted songs... um, I encourage, we'll do an updated list, but it is a, it is a powerful way to connect with others. That's fantastic. One last question for both of you. So you have chosen in your careers to tackle sustainability and specifically here at Millican, you've both moved from other elements of your career path to focus on this specific work. Tell me why and what sustainability at Millican means to you. I, you know, ultimately, I didn't have to think about it. I mean, it it comes very naturally. I feel called to do it sounds too strong, but I wake up every day excited to serve Millican in what I'm doing, and it feels um, real to our values and and our purpose, and it feels real to who I am as a human being because I do believe all of our actions are interconnected. And I just feel so proud to be part of Millican. So for me, it may be about solving problems together. And if someone came to me and said, Mari, can you work on quality or something else? I would say yes, too, because it's about believing in this team. I'd say that Mari had a big impact on, you know, why I wanted to dive further into sustainability. Um, I get tons of inspiration from her, and she's a wonderful leader. Uh, So she inspired that in me. But at the end of the day, I just feel like what I do every day is making a difference. And that is the only thing I've ever wanted out of a career is to feel like what I'm doing every day matters and has an impact and will just make a a better future for my family, for the world. Um, And so at its core, that's why I shifted into sustainability. It was Mari and things that matter. Um, And then at Millican, you know, just sustainability means doing what we say we're going to do and taking care of our people and putting our people first. And when you can work for an organization that 
shows you that they actually are going to live their values. Um, actually working every day in one of their values is just, it's an incredible thing to do. And we're all a part of that. We can all be a part of that journey together. Thank you, Mari and Emily, for talking with us about Net Zero. We've taken up too much of your time, and yet I know we could have talked about this for much longer. So thank you for for the moment today, and thank you for all you do to educate us and, and to advance us on this journey. I know we're looking forward to a lot of big things ahead. To our incredible team of associates across the globe, thank you for listening to Milliken for Everyone. This is a Marketing Center of Excellence production. Alan Jenkins is our producer. And once again, I'm Betsy Sigma. Stay safe, Milliken. And remember, we can make a positive impact that will last generations. And we'll do it together.